0: Welcome to the Jack and John podcast. I'm Jack. And I'm John. And we're on a mission. To help you focus on Christ. Well, last time we left off, um, Jesus, you know, has been crucified. He's he's on the cross. And here we are in uh, Mark chapter 15 and verse 33. I'm just going to start in. Um, At noon, darkness fell across the whole land until three o'clock. That's amazing, just right there. Now, that's not an eclipse. People oh, try to explain it. That, that way. was a
1: darkness.
0: Yeah, that was it's like. A darkness. A, it's like the plague of darkness.
1: Yeah, it's like the sun being blotted out. Yeah. Ooh, it was like um, a symbolic for alone and kind of like a hell type thing to be separated right. and to feel the aloneness in the darkness. Yeah.
0: Then at three o'clock. Jesus called out with a loud voice. A bunch of Aramaic words. Eloi, Eloi, lama <laughs> I wasn't going to do that because <laughs> neither one of us was going to get even close. But they don't know that. But well, yeah. Maybe, yeah, okay. <laughs> this, is, this is true. See, you I've say heard it, it so many different. You ways. say it
1: strongly and loudly. You say and it strong and it, yeah, loud, uh-huh. and
0: nobody knows. Okay, well. <laughs> Which means, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Um, Jack, you know where that comes from.
1: I do. It comes from Psalm 22. Right. Uh, We all know Psalm 23. Right. We'll go back and check out Psalm 22. Uh, This would be fulfillment of prophecy because Psalm 22 is a prophetic speaking of the cross. Right. And when he says these very words, everyone who knows the scriptures would be cast back in their mind to Psalm 22. And then they should see that what he's doing is he's fulfilling the prophecy about himself.
0: You know, for, for you and us, the, the Psalms are words, right? Mm-hmm. They're just words. Mm-hmm. In this day and age, in this culture, these were songs. Right. Now, how do people remember songs? By some, a melody. By a melody. Um, some, sometimes by the chorus line, um But sometimes they don't remember the song because of the name. You know, they think, okay, what what was that song? I don't remember. Well, it goes like, and then you sing the first line. Right,
1: right, right, right. right. That's how you get into the song, Absolutely. And so
0: when, when a person says the first line of a song, like, I wish they all could be California. You know, people immediately, if they know the song, they think of the song, they hear the whole song in their mind. That's what happens in this culture. When Jesus says, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me?
1: If you were to hear, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Right. You know this. Right. So, you know, you might think about, oh, that talks about the valley of the shadow of death. You would remember at least, and part when this of
0: it. when this psalm goes on, Jesus down the road in the in, in the in the psalm because it's it's him basically, right? It's fulfilling. saying, "I know all my bones, I, my hands and my they've pierced my hands and my feet, uh, they've cast lots for my clothing, all of that stuff that's, that's exactly
1: here. being fulfilled." Yeah, and just to imagine
0: his you know great 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 you know whatever back to David writing those words. That's amazing. That's amazing. That's amazing. So yeah, the folks knew what that meant. It didn't just mean those words. It meant so much more. Some of the bystanders misunderstood and thought he was calling for the prophet Elijah. One of of them ran and well, actually, it would be L something.
1: L-I, L I L because I, L
0: was a short yeah, version of God, right. or short for Elohim. So, if he was saying, yeah, yeah, so and
1: plus, he's been on the cross for six hours, so, oh, yeah. and he's crying out, so yeah. he, he might, they might have heard.
0: So, um, one of them ran and filled a sponge with sour wine, holding it up to him on a reed stick so he could drink. Wait. He said, "Let's see whether Elijah comes down to take him."
1: Yeah, don't kill him. You yeah. know, let let's let's let him be.
0: Then Jesus uttered another loud cry and breathed his last. Um, Jack, b- before I read that next verse, you were saying earlier, you know, when we used to do the big uh, Easter pageants, that you would study all four of the gospels. Oh, yeah. And there are seven things, right? That right. Jesus says from the cross. Mark, seven Mark really only lists the one. The one. Well, tell us what the other things. Oh are.
1: gosh, I don't know if I can get all six from memory. <laughs> My mind is is not good for memory. Yeah. But you all remember if you were to maybe sit down with a group or a couple of people yeah. and remember them. Uh, you remember he said, "I thirst."
0: I thirst. Right. You
1: remember that he said, um, "Father, forgive them, right. for they know not what they do." You remember that he said to to John, here's your mother, mother, here's your son, and basically gave the responsibility of Mary, who would have been single and alone, to John, who could take care of her. Uh, He said uh, uh, this, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He said, um, into thy hands I commit my spirit. Is that five?
0: Um, I think that's five. I wasn't counting. Can you help?
1: Okay. (laughs) Do you remember the other two?
0: Oh, see um Yeah, see
1: my, my mind. <laughs> remember the other two? Um, I would if I were to think about it and I won't yeah. do it on camera here, but right. uh, yeah, but yeah, seven things when you put all four
0: The big one we, is the father forgive them. Father
1: forgive them for yeah. they don't know what they do. That's
0: the one that, that talks means to
1: the, talks to the the man on the cross. So yes, oh, yeah. Yeah, there it is. Today when he talks to the thief, he paradise. says to me
0: you'll be with me in paradise. Right. So there's talks the, to the thief on the exactly. cross. Exactly.
1: There thank you, sir. So So you can see that there are more things that he says, but you can see what Mark is focusing on. Right.
0: The big stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. So after Jesus utters another loud cry, then it says, And the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom.
1: Let me just say this. I'm going to tell you that that is um, a a part of fulfillment of, of prophecy as well. And so what you're seeing in these fulfillments is you're seeing different fulfillments of different prophetic things in different times. Mm -hmm. In other words, uh, this is being fulfilled then. Uh, The tearing of the temple represented something. It represented the uh, openness now to the presence of God to everyone because the curtain's gone and now you can see into the Holy of Holies. So uh, it's representative through time and memoriam of the fulfillment of prophecy that's taking place through Jesus on the cross.
0: So who tore the the veil between the, the Holy of Holies? Holy
1: Spirit, I would think. It went from top to bottom. Yeah. I'm wondering if they tried, immediately got the needle and thread and tried to sew it back up. Mm. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I mean, the easy answer is God. Okay. Yeah. But God. was it all, was it the, the three in one? Was it the spirit? Was it Jesus? Um, I personally, and the, you know, this isn't a have to thing. You don't need to believe this, but I believe Jesus tore his own the veil. veil. Now, and here's why. Who's our high priest? What's the high priest's job? The high priest's job was to make atonement for the sins of all the people. Was he making the atonement himself? No, he had to make himself clean. I'm talking about the high priest, but our high priest, Jesus made himself clean by his own blood. Okay. He makes all of us clean through his blood. He tears the veil and goes into the Holy of Holies and opens that gateway between us and God forever. Forever.
1: By the way, in Hebrews 10, it talks about that, that we can enter into the most holy places through the veil that is the body of Christ.
0: That is right.
1: So we go through the body of Christ, which is prophetically the veil, uh, and we go through, we enter through the shed blood of Christ. So yeah, Hebrews 10.
0: amazing stuff. Okay. When the Roman officer who stood facing him saw how he had died, he exclaimed, This man truly was the Son of God. Some women were there watching from a distance, including Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, the younger, and of Joseph, and Salome. Uh, They had been followers of Jesus and had cared for him while he was in Galilee. Many other women who had come with him to Jerusalem were also there. I
1: I might say... Kudos to women. Yeah, um, I have to say that because not only were they a part of his ministry, they were part of the disciples that followed Jesus mm-hmm. quite quite a bit.
0: And the ones that stuck around.
1: Well, and they're they're there. I mean, right. they're the, they're the last ones at the cross, and the first ones to the tomb.
0: The, the only the only male disciple that we know John. for sure was there was John because right. he's he's mentioned Jesus talks to him from the cross. Um, yeah, it's interesting
1: when the women were went to the tomb to anoint the dead body of Jesus and we'll get into that. Um, they don't find it because he is risen and we'll talk about that next time. But uh, you will notice that they are commissioned with telling the disciples that He is alive. Mm -hmm. So the women are the first evangelists that are speaking of the resurrection of Christ. And uh, I think that it's uh, really, really wise to um, understand how very important all all of us are as disciples of Jesus Christ to share the message of Jesus.
0: You know, there are a lot of folks who who, who take Paul's words, I think, to the Corinthians, um, and just read them out of context. Yeah, you know, when he's talking about the the women remaining silent in the church. I, I really believe he's speaking to a specific context there because these, these women weren't educated the same way that the men were. They weren't accustomed to being able to ask the questions and be present and all of those kind of things. And then here they have questions. And so I think he's speaking to that environment because there are so many examples of women uh, speaking, being leaders, being... Uh, well,
1: even in the Old Testament, even Deborah Old was Testament. a prophetess yeah, and uh, a judge.
0: And But here's the thing, why I mention it, because think of who the first evangelist was to spread the good news. Jesus is going around um, all over Judea and Galilee, and he's saying, hey, don't tell anyone what I said. Don't, you know, I healed you. Don't tell anyone. Uh, don't tell anyone. He goes to the woman at the well. Go tell everyone.
1: That's the, right. The woman at the well the first.
0: is the first evangelist yeah. that he's commissioned and sent out. Even before he sends the disciples, he says to her. Yes, he does. Go tell. Here, it's the women he's commissioned. He commissioned to go right. and tell. So. Uh, don't don't buy into this business that that the women are supposed to be quiet. I mean, just don't yeah. buy it. All right, let's 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 keep going here. Um, this all happened on Friday, the day of preparation, the day before the Sabbath. As evening approached, oh, Joseph By
1: the way, let yes. me let me say before you move into yeah, that. Yeah, sorry. It is the grace of God, I believe, that cut short Jesus' stay on the cross. Mm -hmm. Because you're going to hear when um, Joseph goes to Pilate to ask for the body of Christ, you're going to read this. uh, Pilate's comment is, is he dead already? Because normally the cross was meant to keep people alive and in agony for a long time. Jesus' uh, lasts six hours. And uh, of course, I think this is also indicative of the beating of the mockery of all the rest that he had to go through, not only the darkness for three hours, but he had to go to hell so that we don't have to. And he did and uh, set the captives free. And uh, it's really interesting when you read the rest of the Gospels that they were seeing dead people walking in the streets uh, of Jerusalem. So there were some things going on that were just absolutely powerful here and absolutely amazing, and how people can read this passage and this account and not have faith or come to faith or be amazed at God and at His Son is beyond my understanding. But now, you can go ahead. That's what I want to say. Yeah.
0: No, I I just, I think that's great. And I distracted myself there totally because I was looking up a word here, but (laughs) I, I had something to say to that, and I lost my train of thought. And I apologize, guys, but we're just keeping this real. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, this this all happened on Friday, which, by the way, and that's why I was looking it up, um, the, the Greek doesn't say Friday. The Greek says this happened um, on the day of preparation.
1: Day of preparation of Passover. Yeah. Right.
0: The day, the day of preparation, the day which before sa- the Sabbath. Which Saturday,
1: right, was Passover.
0: Well, yeah. Now, I, I don't want to rabbit trail here, but I'm just going to say it for a second, okay? Because in our culture, we get so used to thinking of the Sabbath as being Saturday, okay? Well, the Sabbath wasn't just... When it
1: started, it yeah. Just
0: Well, it's not just Saturday, but there are, you can call them high holy days or whatever. But when there are festivals, like for example, we went over for Feast of Tabernacles. Um, there were four Sabbaths. I think that occurred while we were there. We weren't there for weeks, but they had a Sabbath on a Saturday and then a Sunday, um, and then there was the this typical Sabbath on a Friday. Because of the f- the festival, there were multiple Sabbaths. Same kind of thing would happen with the Passover. And so,
1: by the way, when you go to visit the Holy Land, yeah, and you live through a Sabbath, they turn off the elevators. Yeah. Right? Because uh, it would be work, in the opinion of the Pharisees, to push the button for right. your
0: floor. Which is kind of nuts because... <laughs>
1: but well, you have to walk up they, the stairs, well, which is a lot more work. See, <laughs> when I was there,
0: they didn't close the elevator. They, they just didn't? made it stop on every floor.
1: Oh, okay. Well, they close the elevators yeah. at the place Depends I Depends on
0: how tall the building is, I guess. <laughs> uh, hey, whatever. Just now, thought
1: that was interesting.
0: But anyhow... Um, so, if you look at a Passover calendar, um, there are some years when you'd have two a lot, Sabbaths, right? Yeah. So, it's very possible that this was um, even on a Thursday morning, mm-hmm. not a Friday morning. Could be, but we don't need to talk about that. And I apologize if I sent you on a rabbit trail. <laughs> okay. So as the evening approached, Joseph of Arimathea took a risk and went to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. Joseph was an honored member of the high council, and he was waiting for the kingdom of God to come. Mm-hmm. Why is it a risk? Why was, it, why was that Because
1: of who he worked with. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it wasn't a risk from God. Right. right. The disciples
0: all fled because yeah, they knew what the risk, risk was. The risk is, hey, you're going to be thrown in with this dude. They're killing him. Well, they're, why wouldn't they kill you? Yeah, absolutely. So Joseph d- truly was taking a risk. Um, Pilate couldn't believe that Jesus was already dead, so Mm -hmm. he called for the Roman officer and asked if he had died yet. The officer confirmed that Jesus was dead, so Pilate told Joseph he could have the body. Joseph bought a long sheet of linen cloth. Then he took Jesus' body down from the cross, wrapped it in the cloth, and laid it in a tomb that had been carved out of the rock. Then he rolled a stone in front of the entrance. Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Joseph, Saw where Jesus' body was laid.
1: Which was important because they had a purpose they were going to come yeah. when they could and anoint the body yeah. of Jesus.
0: Because they couldn't do it all because they couldn't on the do it on the Sabbath. right So
1: Powerful stuff. The Bible says that Jesus died, was buried, resurrected, ascended, and he's coming back again. so just looking for that coming back again part.
0: Well, John, do, do we want to jo- dive into the next little segment here? I think,
1: I think I'm think i good to go.
0: Good to I, go? I think so. I think so, too, because um, I, I don't want this next piece to feel rushed at all. Um, I, I tell you, this has been a, a heavy um, moment for, for me just going through this. Um, and yeah, I remember, you know, back to when we would do the big Easter pageants and stuff. Uh, you know, I can remember people kind of moaning and complaining about all the time they you know, had to give up and, and, uh, the, the rehearsals and, you know, being there and, and it, those were exhausting weeks and not just that, but then we'd do multiple performances too. And, um, Somebody made the comment to me one time about, oh, man, th- th- this this is so tough. I just, every year I have to think, do I really want to do this? And I just said, you know, I used to think that way. But then I get to thinking about it, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure Jesus had a tougher week.
1: I will say this little <laughs> story. Um, I did different things, you know, with the way we set up, you know, the performance. And one year I had the. The, the choir on the stage, but I had them all in black, and we didn't light them with spotlights, so there were just the voices there being miked and and singing the songs that we sometimes would portray with the drama. And that year, we were singing a Gordon Jensen song, and the choir was positioned stage center, and the cross was just right over here to the right. They could probably... The ones on the right could take a step or lean over and touch the edge of the cross. And so uh, Dave Guthrie, the one playing the the role of Jesus, is hanging on the cross. And the choir is supposed to be singing the song Written in Red, Mm -hmm. which the chorus goes, I love you, I love you. That's what Calvary said. I love you, I love you. I love you, written in red. Now that's talking about the blood of Jesus. Oh, yeah. And I'm directing and there's nothing coming out. I mean, nobody's singing and it's dark and I'm really not seeing them. I've got a light on the music so they could see me directing. did you wear
0: like white gloves
1: or something? I think I had white <laughs> gloves or something. I was trying to be seen, I don't know, I was doing crazy things. But there was no sound coming out. And so I had to stop the orchestra and ask the light man to turn on some lights because I didn't know what was going on. The entire choir was in tears just, they were all standing there crying. And what they were doing was they were there looking over at the crucifixion of Christ. Mm -hmm. And it hit them so emotionally what they were singing, and what they were saying, that they were, you know, when you're crying, they just couldn't get anything out. And so that was when I said, I forbid you to look at the cross. When we perform
0: this, you,
1: I, normally I'd be saying, yeah. look at the cross. Yeah. You all cannot look at yeah. the cross. Yeah. Sing the song, sing the message. Yeah. But if you look over and you see Jesus being crucified, right. anyone who loves him couldn't right. not weep over it. So that was just kind of an interesting.
0: Those were some beautiful times. Yeah. They truly were. And and I got to tell you, they were life Changing literally. Yeah, they were. Literally. Um, We had uh, a woman in our church who had been praying for her husband for years. She deeply loved this man. They were a great couple. He was not a believer. Um, And the thing that finally got a hold of him was one of those Easter programs.
1: When he saw Jesus walking by him with a cross on his shoulder broke him.
0: And that man became a minister.
1: I didn't know that. Yes, Yeah. Well, let me end there. That's happy ending.
0: It is a happy, happy ending. That's happy
1: ending. Uh, I, would, I might end with this because I'm thinking about it, might not think about it when we get to it in the scriptures, so I'll share it. One year we had heaven and we had built a stairway to heaven. Did you help with that, Mike, building that? So we had this huge stairway on the middle of our stage And a huge platform that went right over to the entrance of the baptistry. It was high and vaulted and lifted up. And uh, we had people coming and going up those stairs and into heaven where Jesus was greeting them. And I don't know what song we were singing, but it was just powerful and emotional. And this lady comes running out of the audience. I had no idea what she was doing. She came up and she ran up the stairs and she ran into heaven. I hadn't planted her there. I had no idea what she was doing. I knew her, and afterwards I said, "What in the world? Why did you do this?" shit "I couldn't. I couldn't stand it. I had to go to heaven too." And so I, <laughs> she got up and she went to heaven. I said, "Well,
0: okay. wow. That's pretty <laughs> so, awesome.
1: So yeah, it's very emotional to when you read through, death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. It truly Absolutely. is.
0: Guys, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we love you. Uh, pray that the Holy Spirit speaks to you through our words and through the things that uh, you dive into on your own. And hopefully we've inspired some good thought and uh, drawn you closer to Christ. We'll see you next time.